Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Kyle here. I'm a physical therapist and a fantasy football junkie. I've been doing Dynasty for a year and I joined the Dynasty Warzone Patreon about six months ago and never have I felt more comfortable with having Memphis, Jerry, and the guys in the patron chat help me with buys, sells, and navigating free agency and rookie draft. I can't recommend them enough and so join the Patreon because if you ain't first, you're last. What's happening guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone Deep people's dynasty podcast and this week on the wednesday show uh we're gonna do some more rankings of things so last week's show where we ranked the top 10 nfl off-season moves it was so well received that we thought man we've got to do some more of these so for the next couple of weeks probably through june and into july we're going to do some ranking shows this week we're going to talk about some potential cap casualties this time next year and next week we're going to rank the top 10 pending free agents because it's a hell of a class next week but i'll uh, i'll tell you who's a hell of a co-host you know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power he is jerry sinclair jerry what's up buddy great intro randy you are you are a hell of a king to this podcast. That's what you are. Randy the Great sitting over there. How how have you been? Listen, Michigan just opened back up. Yesterday, I actually got to sit down in a restaurant. Now, I was not bold enough to not wear a mask. I am still I am still one of those people because I am a big fat whiner whenever I'm sick. So I am still trying to not get COVID-19 and my wife does not want to deal with me whining and crying for the heating pad and for tea. But I got to enjoy it. What have you been doing? Uh, more of the same. In Indiana, we're in phase 47. I, I really don't know. And <laughs> I, th- uh, I think ours is five, but I don't really know either. I know that we have another milestone this coming Saturday. If there's no setbacks, then we go into the quote-unquote final phase. And we'll make it from this weekend through July 4th. And then everything opens back up. I still wear a mask. I keep... Uh, one in my truck at all times, and then I'm always wearing one. My workplace, I work in a production facility. We have to wear them. It's uh, state-mandated for manufacturing facilities, and it's just good manners. So I've, I've always got one on me. And, uh, Jerry, do you know that today is a bit of a milestone for us? Oh, boy. Why? What do we do? Uh, this is our 100th straight Wednesday in a row. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. Uh, you know, you, it, and Listen, I usually try and get in the way of all of our successes, I couldn't even get in the way of that one. No, man. Actually, you uh, you saved a couple of Wednesdays. I can think of last October when I was in Italy with my wife. You jumped on with uh, Seth and Kyle, uh, the fantasy football fellas, and made things happen. So 100 Wednesdays in a row, we're really proud of that. We, we take pride in being uh, consistent and being here each and every week. And speaking of Seth and Kyle, if you're not normal listeners to – the fantasy football fellas, I guess for the time being, they've disbanded. Seth is so busy with his day job that it has forced Kyle to undertake the entire podcast 
himself. So the, the, the feed is still live. If you were already subscribed to the fellas, you're still getting uh, Kyle, but you're getting his new show. It's the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Uh, first episode dropped on Tuesday, if you're listening. They had a pretty good guest, too, just uh, from what I saw. Well, I mean, he should be good. He's done 100 podcasts on 100 Wednesdays in a row. It was me. Uh, but what I enjoyed about doing it is that he asked me five questions about things that I'm into. Uh, my favorite uh, movie character of all time, my favorite uh, TV character, my favorite fast food joint, uh, my hobbies. And then at the end, uh, he, he likes to rank things. We rank the top five greatest pro wrestlers of all time. I got news for you. I, no one has wrestled uh, any earlier than like 2000 because that was like the last time I really watched. So it was a good time with Kyle. Make sure you're checking out the new fantasy football smackdown. So Jerry Scott Fishbowl, man, the the theme is toys. The theme is toys. Did you pick your category or at least apply to pick your category yet? I did. I asked like he man or something close G.I. Joe. Oh, OK, uh, um, I've always had a great uh, affection. You know, I, I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my life a lot. And I regret next to none of it. The only thing that I do regret was not at least spending like two years in the military. Um, I have a great, a great amount of respect for those guys that, you know, fight for our freedoms and, you know, a a lot have died to protect our freedom. So it's my one regret. But so I've always loved G.I. Joe from a little bitty kid. And I would love to be in the G.I. Joe division because I think some of the team names would be sweet. What about you, man? Who were you uh, trying to get into? I went with Crossfire. Crossfire was a it, the greatest toy commercial growing up. Uh, the fantasy footballers, friend of the show, Jason, does a good Crossfire. Uh, it's awesome. Staple. I could I could watch just the commercials. And of course, I had it as a child. And there is nothing better than embarrassing your friends. It's it really morphed from sort of Crossfire to video games to fantasy football that I get to make fun of my friends in. I love Crossfire. And the good news, not super popular like G.I. Joe. So I really think I'm going to get in. You know, like my backup would be like My Little Pony because that was my <laughs> wife. That was my wife's favorite tweet. I told her about this. She was like, that's kind of cool. I'd want to be in My Little Pony. So maybe My Little Pony could be the backup. Just a quick Little Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, a G of the Aussies asked for that. Of course he did. Uh, little side note, if you're you're curious about some of the inner workings and how the Scott Fishbowl works, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, he dropped an episode with Ryan McDowell of the Commission Impossible podcast, and he really got in the weeds a little bit and how this all works. And if you've ever felt like, you know, hey, I'm never going to make it or all this, I mean, he had 9,400 people apply for 1,200 spots. And he really goes into the breakdown and, and, and what's a good positive and what's a what's a do not do. So I want to make sure that I reference that. Again, that's the Commission Impossible podcast uh, on all your things, players, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, don't forget a new episode of the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor hitting this weekend. Look forward to helping another person with their lineup. Uh, that's where I make you the co-host. We jump on, we go through your team in an effort to make it better. Uh, we'll be doing a three-team parlay this week. I know Philly is one of the three teams. I think it's Philly, Jacksonville, and and someone else, Minnesota maybe. And that'll be dropping on Friday. want to make sure that uh, I thank you guys for the five-star reviews. We're up to 150 total across all platforms. And 
130 some on iTunes alone. iTunes obviously being the most key. All are appreciated. So as always, if you're not driving, operating a motorcycle, or any piece of heavy machinery, why don't you hit pause on this beautiful podcast, go into your podcast queue, leave us a five-star, leave us some nice comments. It really goes a long way. I actually tweeted out a screenshot of some of the comments the other day. Uh, very touched and very much appreciated. And uh, I'm going to get into the Patreon real quick, Jerry, but did did you see me save a man's life in the Patreon today? <laughs> I think uh, universally the whole chat uh, saved my man's life. It was what I like to refer to as like a record scratch moment. It was like, like you could hear the whole chat just come to a sudden stop. So we have a, we have a new Patreon. We will protect him because he's new to Dynasty in general. And he found us via the Dynasty Happy Hour contractor. Great guy, by the way. Super active. Been in the chat for like, what, four days? Yeah, just just mixing raining, it. raining fire down upon all of us. You know, I love it. He's excited. He's excited to be in a group of like-minded individuals and having a, a group to bounce things off of. And, and, and the post today was, do I give up Keyshawn Vaughn a 2021 first? And, and the question was, is, and, and maybe a 2021 third for David Montgomery. And like, you could like hear crickets. It's, 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 a, it's a group chat. It shouldn't be audio, but that's what I heard. Have you ever heard a group chat? Because that's what I heard today. It was it was something like someone walks into a restaurant and the whole place turns around and it was it was bad. Listen, we we put him in his place. He he realized I think we, everybody sort of broke it down in a different way. But here's the thing: when you're new to Dynasty, you don't you see David Montgomery. He had 1,100 yards. He's a starting running back. You've never seen Keyshawn Vaughn play. Rojo's there. There's a hundred thousand different things that someone can throw at you to make you to sort of boost the other players, which is what we say. We say, put your selling cap on and give credit to this other person for trying that with David Montgomery. Here's the thing, Randy, David Montgomery. I'm not, not a fan, Jerry, not a fan. Listen, I, I called Josh Jacobs vanilla ice cream and that was such a mistake. But we have seen David Montgomery, and he is the vanilla ice cream, well, and not no, even no, 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 no. That's where you're wrong. I'm vanilla ice cream. I like vanilla ice cream. Vanilla, you know what vanilla ice cream is, Jerry? It's good. It goes it's okay. It, it, go, it goes. It goes. Okay. It goes with everything. Nobody really hates it, and it gets the job done. You, you <laughs> know what David Montgomery is? He's oh that, boy. He, he's that random new flavor that nobody wants. But you're like, you know, it's like the one that your wife or your kid. It's like kiwi or something. Yeah, like, it's, 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 some kiwi it's, it's, like, it's like secret kiwi, chocolate, goldfish, uh, cracker. You know what he is? He's he's black he's not good. He's not like good. He's, like he's candy. Like he's, he's the, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take some candy. And you get it and they pull some black licorice out. He's Mike and Ike's, man. He's candy coated. He's he's candy coated black licorice. I mean, Mike and Ike's, all right. Give him some credit now. It, it was, it's, but it's, I mean, Listen, I made I my pinned post on my Twitter is my first dynasty team, and there it is littered with just horrible mistakes I made. The very first rookie draft I did, I drafted Michael Thomas 107, and immediately after someone offered me, they said they forgot about Michael Thomas and they had taken Corey Coleman at 105. And I said in my head when he sent it, I was like, okay, I would have taken Corey Coleman had he been there. So yeah, I accept it. I, I snapped it. Easy. Didn't mm. even think immediately after the draft. 
But but the whole to bring this all back to the Patreon and get on with the show, th- this is what we talked about. You know, not only did I rush in to help to save this man's life, but but so did all of his his Patreon mates, and it was fantastic to see. And they were like, someone was like, "Hey, let me run that through the Dynasty trade calculator for you," and they sent him a screenshot, and it was like horribly off. And he was like, "Great, I'm gonna go buy this Dynasty trade calculator." You know, it, it, it was a, a small investment. Our, our Patreon's one, three, or five bucks. No big deal. I think the calculator's 15 for a year. And, you know, but this guy just saved himself. I don't know what his league fee is in the league of, of, of question, but if it's 50 bucks, you know, if he, get, if he lost that first in that trade, I mean, how many years does that set him back, Jerry? I mean, like I was looking at DLF's ADP today. Uh, Vaughn's is, or Vaughn is 111. The 2021 first, so that's two first plus potentially a third, which I don't love thirds, but they can hit. I mean, it, it's that would have set you back. And 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 what are you going to get? Maybe a thousand yards, maybe eleven hundred yards. I don't think anybody's really banking on David Montgomery jumping up into that elite tier. I mean, I'm even the guy that likes running backs like David Montgomery, and I just think he's he's the guy if you need a flex or something. Well, I, I believe both guys have third round NFL draft capital. I get Keyshawn Vaughn on a better offense and just as crowded of a backfield. I mean, Tariq Cohen's not going anywhere. He's not going to stop getting passing down work. I and I get to keep the first, though. That's the other thing. That's is what, it, and and what's this? What's that first going to be in 10 months from now? A really That's good what's player. important. Exactly. It, even if you don't draft the player. So, anyway. Just having it. I, I, I could sit here and tee david montgomery up and beat his value like a pinata for hours on end that's not why you're here uh jerry did you see the tweet last week from adam schefter about the potential impacts of covid19 and no fans in the stands on Uh, on the salary cap yeah it was like uh 30 million dollars or something well that, that that's the projected low end so i will you know go back to the beginning so tonight we're going to be looking at some guys who could be impacted not this year by COVID nineteen. I mean, unless they get it, that, that would not be good. No. But 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 the the overall thing uh, of the the financial impact of all of this with COVID nineteen. So I saw this uh, a tweet with Schefter that due to no fans or limited fans in the stands, the NFL is going to lose all of that revenue. Well, the players share in that revenue. So I tried to do as much research as I could. The most recent figure I could find was from a Forbes article in 2016. But in 2016, they said the average NFL team made $7 million per home game in ticket revenue. Now that's before you you know, get any in-stadium advertising. I can tell you when I go to a Colts game, every football is delivered by FedEx and the halftime show prevented, prevented by whoever. Um, every every you know four feet is an advertisement that they sell. Concessions, parking, gimmicks at the gimmick stand, whether it's a hat or a jersey or a t-shirt or a stuffed animal. I mean, all of that revenue with no fans in the stadium is going to dry up. And if you think for one second that the NFL owners are going to eat that, you know, ten million. Let's call it ten million dollars a game. Eight home games. That's eighty million bucks. Guess what, Jerry? <laughs> they're, they're not eating that there's a there's a reason they're rich enough to own an nfl team it's because they don't eat that correct you don't become billionaires by being frugal with with 80 million sticks you know so the the players who are partners in the revenue sharing as part of the collective bargaining agreement so in just that money alone they would have to eat half 
So that was the research. And I started looking around and I'm like, you know, if some of these teams were to lose, let's call it 30 million, Jerry, that's the, that's the low end of the, of the number. Well, next year, the Philadelphia. Well, what, what, what was the high end that Shefty said? Uh, 80, 80 million. Oh, so, good God. So if the, if the Philadelphia Eagles, who are currently, as we speak today, June 10th, going, their 2021 cap is currently $52 million over the number. Now, let's say not only do they have to get that $52 million under the cap, what happens if they have to go back and cut another $40 million, another $80 million? I mean, it's going to be Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, and a bunch of jabronis is what it's going to be. That's not yeah, good. Oh yeah. That's not good. So, you know, it, it's one of those, is this 100% going to happen? I don't know. But th- when I listen to this, and if you go back and listen to the GM Shuffle podcast, it also drops on Wednesdays with Mike Lombardi and Adnan Verk, uh, Lombardi being a former NFL GM. You know, he did a very good job on last Wednesday's show breaking all this down. If you got time and you want to download it, uh, definitely a show that's in my rotation. But it got me thinking. You know, when he was talking about the NFL's middle class being squeezed, I'm like, what's that going to do to our dynasty rosters, Jer? Well, apparently a lot if the if we have to worry about 80 million I mean, getting it, cut. I mean, how, how often do we talk about contracts? Every single episode. And never is that number 80 million in an entire season if the number were to be 80 million there are currently six teams that have 80 million or more in cap space going into 2021 the colt (laughs) the colts the chargers the jags the redskins the Bengals, and the patriots everybody else would have to cut on top of you know signing their own free agents on top of their rookie class it could get bad and then if it was say it was 30 million let's say they uh they, they go with the lowest estimate Yep. Well, well, you would you would still have about twenty four teams that would be okay, but the Raiders, the Bills, the Bears, the Steelers, the Texans, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Eagles would have to figure something out because they're all already would be over that number. So it's going to impact a lot of guys. So my son plays travel baseball. This past Saturday, uh, we're allowed to play baseball, but parents aren't allowed to watch them practice. So I had to sit in the hot car, and what I did is I started going around rosters, and I'm like. Man, who who would be the most susceptible to a reduction in the 2021 cap? And, Jerry, some of the names are frightening. I mean, we're going to talk about the 10 biggest names uh, that I found on the list with the biggest cap numbers. But th- there were many more than the 10 we're getting ready to talk about. I mean, and I'm a guy, when I build, I love to build in the NFL's upper middle class. I Give, give me Melvin Gordon. Give me Cooper Cup. Give me T.Y. Hilton. I love building with those guys in the middle. A lot of teams like to build with a couple of elite, Michael Thomas, Saquon, Barkley, and then give me a bunch of rookies and hope I hit. I've lived for years in this middle class. And I, oh, Randy, I'm just curious to see which names you got for me because now these are guys that are under contract and they just have a, a dead cap that's easily, you know, voided well is that what we're saying what, what it is is that they're the guys we're going to talk about they have contracts ranging from just 2021 now everybody on the list we feel a hundred percent confident are going to be playing on their current team barring injury in 2020 we're talking about the long-term impacts of covid that if there's no in-stadium revenue no ticket revenue no advertising in the stadium revenue no parking revenue no concession revenue at games 
and that loss of revenue forces the 2021 cap down. These are the guys that based on what their contracts are currently worth that I could really see being cut candidates to help those teams, you know, fit that new cap number. Does that does that ring a bell? So this is like the creme de la creme of this, sell them the hell off at some point in this season because what? if something were to happen with this cap situation, it is likely that some of these guys are going to be some of the names that are on that list. Absolutely, and and none of these guys are your 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 super elite. There there there's some good names on here. Um, you're going to be like, wow, okay, that that's interesting. Let's just go into number ten and we'll talk about it. Okay, number ten, Jimmy Graham. Now, before we get into Jimmy Graham, I'll give you some of the honorable mention guys that I didn't put on the list. Kyle Rudolph is a candidate. Eric Ebron, uh, Jarvis Landry, Mark Ingram. Jared Cook, just to name a few. These are some of the guys that I didn't think were big enough uh, or were just almost a lock to get cut based on their current contract. But Jimmy Graham, so this year, definitely going to be a bear. They just signed him in the offseason. He's uh, old as dirt, not as in like relation to the earth, but like NFL, he's, he's older than dirt. Uh, he, he'll have one year left on his contract. It'll be 2021. His cap number will be $10 million. His dead cap number will be $3 million. So the Bears can save $7 million bucks against their 2021 cap by cutting him. Currently, as we speak, uh, $23 million even. So that seven would put him a, a savings of 30. They'll also have a free agent in Tariq Cohen and Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson to potentially re-sign. I don't know so much about Mitch, but I think they'd like to find a way to keep those other two. So based on that, what do you think the odds Jimmy Graham gets both years of this deal? So you can save $7 million and you don't have to have Jimmy Graham on your roster. I would say that is a damn certainty that that man is going to be gone right fast and in a hurry. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, and how do you sell Jimmy Graham? Maybe a, a league mate in a tight end premium. I know we. I used to play at a league where we had to start two tight ends and it was tight end premium. I think you go to that owner and say, hey, look, Jimmy Graham's got a two-year deal, so I'm selling you a two-year asset. Now you know, and Jerry knows, and now you know that he's really a one-year asset, but that doesn't mean the guy that you offered him to knows that he's a really a one-year asset there in Chicago, adding to the fact that they've got like 17 other tight ends on the roster, and they just drafted a guy really early in Cole Komet that Jimmy Graham's days in Chicago is limited. And I think and, he'll, he'll be the first uh, casualty of a, a reduced 2021 salary cap. And going forward, what do you think the chances are that Jimmy Graham is going to be a desired asset following his career with the Bears? Uh, none. I, I could really none. I, I could really argue. So if that cap number does get squeezed, I mean, who's going to re-sign Jimmy Graham if if all these teams have to cut this additional number uh, to get to a new cap number because of a lost revenue? How many teams are going to go out and invest in a you know an older tight end like Jimmy Graham? Mm, they're not. Nobody. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just not. So Jimmy Graham. So, so, so if you can get rid of him, don't be greedy. Because it's very likely that you're going to end up with an asset that dies and not a super valuable one at that. Yeah, get I mean, rid of the dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a, I like to call a- it any, CPR. Any pulse. It, it, it's a, it's CPR that, that, you know, Jimmy Graham's two year deal on paper uh, gives him just enough of a pulse to try to put him on someone else's roster. Sterling Shepard comes in at number nine. Now this one blew me away 
when I was doing this research on Saturday, Jerry, blew me away. Sterling Shepard will obviously play in New York this year, but in 2021 through 2023, the Giants owe this man $31 million. They can get rid of him for 12. Well, basically the dead cap over the three years of that deal is 12 million. So over the three years, they would save 19. And just in 2021 savings, uh, his cap number is nine. His dead is six. So the total savings would be three. Now the Giants do have 44.3 million in salary cap currently. Uh, Jerry, what are the odds that the the Giants want to save this three million bucks going into 2021 and cut Sterling Shepard? I mean, I think there's a possibility. Uh, it's not the most amount of money that they'd be saving, so I could understand if they didn't want to do it. The problem is, is why why not? It, it, I feel like it's much less likely than the Jimmy Graham situation. But we're talking about a dude that has cracked 800 yards once in his career. He's he's played four seasons. And in half of those seasons, he's missed at least six games in each year. So it's, he gets hurt. He's not been highly productive. Why are you going to pay him more money? It seems like he would be one of these casualties. So I agree with his name on this list. And as far as Sterling Shepard is concerned, I don't care about Sterling Shepard. At no point am I going to be excited to have him on my roster. At no point am I going to be thrilled did I get to put him in as my flex or my wide receiver three? If he was my wide receiver five and we were playing in a goofy league, sure. Love Sterling Shepard. But this, you you have to think he's he's gone. That's uh, that's why you put him on this list. So you, uh, what about you? Do you have any any Sterling Shepard shares? I have zero across. I don't even know how many leagues I have. It's a dozen probably, and it's big fat zero. I mean, when you're in as many leagues as I am, there might be a Sterling Shepard share chilling out there on the back end of a roster somewhere. He's that sweetener. We talked about sweetener last week. It's it's as simple as, hey, you know, you're really close in a different trade with a guy. You look at your roster. I'll look at this random piece of crap Sterling Shepard share. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it. I'm going to throw Sterling Shepard in. Hey, you know what? He's a good buy. He's a young guy, man. He's got, you know, four years left on his deal. That's an, uh, that's an ascending offense with him and Ingram and Slayton and Daniel Jones and Barkley. I mean, this can finally be his time. Again, I always say this, you got to put on that salesman cap. So he, he could be that little extra sweetener with a couple of kind words about this young man that you can, uh, you can get rid of him. You ready for a bigger name? We're getting bigger. A guy with multiple wide receiver one seasons on his, uh, on his resume. Oh, don't tease me. Let me know. Number eight, Brandon Cooks. Now, he's obviously going to play in Houston this year. Uh, I use this word with quotation marks, so you can do the air quotation marks. He's the replacement for DeAndre Hopkins. So he's going to be there in 2020. But in 2021 through 2023, this man is owed $39 million over three years. He has zero dead cap money owed in any of those three years, 2021, 2, 22, or 23. And they can save $12 million immediately in 2021. And as of today in salary cap money, the Texans have $12 million. So they can double their their salary cap budget, the amount they're under by cutting Brandon Cooks. Jerry, what, what do you think happens to old Mr. Cooks? That's, uh, Houston's a weird test subject because who the hell knows what they want to do i mean if you're willing to trade deandre hopkins and replace him with brandon cooks i 
that's a lot of money to save and you could save it quickly. And I think, you know, this is a dude that's near the end of his road. I mean, I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to be out of the league when I say that, but I mean, his times of getting 1,100 yards or cracking 1,000 yards four straight seasons in a row are probably behind him. And I do think Brandon Cooks has a good year. I, if, I'm growing on him in 2020, weirdly. But I can only hope that happens if I have Brandon Cooks so that I can get rid of him for this this sort of reason. That's The Houston is, is weird. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what they're building. It's like they've got this weird Frankenstein mold they're trying to build, and they're just like grabbing random old vet pieces and just throwing it together. It's I I don't love it. But it was Randy, be the man of reason. I, I gave a half assed amateur lazy answer that said I didn't know. He, he Enlighten gone. these people. He's gone. He, and just just punch his ticket, get him on down the road. Um why would you pay him twelve million dollars now? We're gonna talk about this at the end of the show, but think about it. If the salary cap is decreased guess what players that are free agents will be more likely to take cheaper deals would you now i'll give you an example of a guy who's a free agent next year sammy watkins would you rather pay sammy watkins say six million dollars a year or would you rather pay brandon cooks 12 million dollars a year well you take sammy for one cheap year why wouldn't you Yeah, yeah maybe cooks will restructure whatever but as he's constituted today i don't mind brandon cooks if you're out there drafting um, best balls at the FFPC or MFL tens or or whatever. Or we talked about the Scott Fishbowl. You want to use him in a in a seasonal league in a redraft. But again, if if he's a name that that you can sell as part of a deal to help get a different deal done, or you can get any kind. What would you take for him in rookie picks? Like a second? I think I'd take a second. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think. I mean, especially if I thought it was going to be a high second. But uh, you know, then then we haven't even mentioned this concussion issue. So. Uh, he, he is someone that is uh, very, very tenuous going forward. How about number seven, Jerry? Another wide receiver. Uh, same, same side of the country, that West Coast. Tyler Lockett. 2021 will be the last year of his deal. He is due 12.5 mil. His dead cap number is 2.2, which means Seattle would save 10.3 mil. Now, the upside for Mr. Lockett and his dynasty owners is that Seattle currently has about $63 million in cap room for next year, for 2021. So even with some kind of a haircut, they could still theoretically keep Lockett around. What do you think the odds are of him getting that last last year of the deal? I don't think it's likely. I actually think that's probably... He's probably the least likely to get that last deal outside of Jimmy Graham, which is that boy is definitely gone and dead and pull the shovel out and throw him in it. I mean, Tyler Lockett will be 29 going into that season. He's had one season where he just barely cracked a thousand yards, and that was in 2019 with a thousand and fifty-seven. He's been a touchdown guy, and DK Metcalf is going to have to get paid at some point. And if we're going into 2021, that's going to be his third year in the league. He's going to have to get paid, and I think they are not going to be given a rat's behind about 29-year-old Tyler Lockett and his all right production you know he's actually the 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 second guy on the list that i'm i'm kind of on the fence on just because of the way his contract works you know if if the the cap is reduced by 80 million then yeah i could see lockett being a casualty but based on the fact that that 63 million and under the cap number right now includes the fact that russell wilson's uh baked into that 
that might be his saving grace. That might be, um, I think it would come down to how the other wide receivers play in Seattle this year. But I, I think it's 50-50. I, I, I think he could, I could see this one going either way with Lockett. I think it'll come down to how he produces this year. And but you know twelve and a half million bucks again. If you can cut him and save ten, and then take that ten million that you saved and spend five on it on a guy like we talked about, uh, Sammy. You know maybe you could get uh, a cheap T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's going to be a free agent. You know with with a reduced cap, might be another guy that you could look into replace a Tyler Lockett. So I would I would say he's fifty fifty. Uh, number six, Jerry. We're we're at the halfway point, kinda. Uh, Darren Waller just signed a new deal last year. You think Memphis, how, how could the Raiders possibly do that? Well, obviously he's going to be the tight end in LA, I mean, not LA, excuse me, Las Vegas. Uh, but in 2021 through 2023, the Raiders owe this man $20 million and they can get out of this deal with zero dead cap hit in either of those three years, 21, 22, 23, his dead cap number going forward after 2020 zero million dollars so they could save as much as 6.3 million as soon as 2021 oakland as we set today have about 29 million in cap so uh depends on what this number gets restructured to but i mean for me darren waller was already a guy i was concerned about with additional you know co competition for targets they brought in rugs we all like brian edwards uh, we think Hunter Renfro is going to take a step. We all think Josh Jacobs is going to get some more targets. Not only is he going to get squeezed from a target and a volume standpoint, could he get squeezed out as a as a salary cap in favor of a cheaper Foster Moreau? I think it's possible, but I think it's also entirely dependent on what he does in 2020. If he still shows that he wasn't just the only pony in town, like he was last year. Last year he was he was the all right person in the bar at two thirty in the morning. Whether it's a your your choice, man, woman, whatever, they're they're the one that's left, and that's what he was. He was just sitting there, and he was the only guy just looking a mess. But it was like, okay, Derek Carr's like, all right, I'm taking you home. Come on, Darren Waller. Now he's got all sorts of toys. He's got a plethora of different toys so it, it's completely dependent on that i mean six million is it's not a ton and he's still i mean he was dominant last year in the little bit that he did so i don't know about this one i, th I think i'm a little a little suspect on this one i get it i could see it because he's a tight end but i mean if you know if rugs and brian edwards and all these guys do emerge see you bud and that'll be a young new hotness sort of team and you'll be talking about a guy that's going to be 29 years old. So I, I think his production could keep him in. So it's that's a that's another weird one. But I think he's going to stick around. Actually, it's for me. It was I put him on the list based on the fact that they already have Foster Moreau in house, who I know they like. Uh, look at all the touchdowns the kid caught last year. So he he would be on my 50-50 list. Jay, let's get in this top five. Let's get in the big names. The names you're going to be like. That's going to have you shooketh because yeah, a lot of us own these guys. This next one, Zach Ertz, man. It, it, it's, it's not easy to say because we all like Zach Ertz. Um, he's still a big four tight end. He's been squeezed out of the big three by Mark Andrews for me. So obviously he's going to be there in 2020. But in 2021, they owe him $12.5 million. 
$7.8 million cap hit. So they would save about $5 million bucks by cutting him. And just like Jerry said about Waller, you know, $6 million bucks isn't a lot of money. And that's true when you're the Raiders and you have $29 million in cap space currently. But $5 million looks like an awful lot of money when you're currently $51 million over the cap. The weird thing is, is that in 2022 and 2023, he's making like less than $2 million a season. His whole situation gets really weird after 2021, but this is a team that if they're pressed to start cutting people, he, he could be right there on the front lines. That $5 million is 10% of what they owe already. So, Jerry, how does this make you feel? As a, I know you're a Zach Ertz fan. I am, and I have him in lots of places because I love guys that are unpopular and people like to think they're on the downturn. However... I'm going to tell you, I think it's on the downturn because we're talking about a dude that's going to be 31 going into the 2021 season. He's, you know, we, we talked about uh, Foster Moreau being in Las Vegas. He, I mean, he's not the prospect that Dallas Goddard is and Dallas Goddard's going to be sitting there and Philly is in all that trouble that you just talked about. Randy, I don't. I don't think there's a chance that they keep Zach Ertz. And and I think, you know, conversely, where we said Jimmy Graham is going to crawl into a his NFL career hole, I think Zach Ertz will find a landing spot. I just, I cannot imagine they want to keep him around, especially when they will have to open up so much cap space and have so many casualties and so many holes everywhere. Why keep a good, great tight end when you already have a good prospect at tight end. I just, I don't see it. Yeah, uh, this would be a lot more uh, harder to do if they didn't already have Dallas Goddard in-house. You know, they're, they're going to get a, a good look at Ertz this year and what's he still have. But again, he, he may be more of a, of a casualty of the situation. Now, if they weren't 50 million bucks over, okay, maybe he, he avoids it, but I, I don't think he does. And this next guy, Jerry, he's one of my favorite guys. You're seeing a ton of people on Twitter right now telling you to buy this man up. And I, I think I agree. If you're a contender and you, you can hang on to this guy for 2020, I get it. But uh, it's Bob Woods, man. Robert Woods. Uh, 2021 will be the final year of his deal. That final uh, year is worth $10.2 million to the cap number. His dead cap number is $1.1, which means... They can save nine million bucks. Now, the Rams do have about thirty-five and a half million in cap going into twenty twenty-one, but that nine million bucks is going to look awful good when you potentially have to re-sign Cooper Cup, when you have to re-sign Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you have to try at some point to add some talent to this roster, and I, I, th I think it's going to be a loser leaves town match in twenty twenty-one in L.A. It's either going to be Bob Woods or it's going to be Cooper Cup. Because Van Jefferson is going to replace one of the two of them. So what do you think? Does uh, does Cup or Bob Woods go into 2021 with the Rams? <sighs> That's tough. I think I think you hit it on the head that it's going to be one of them. But I, I don't know. It's tough because $9 million, and they have some of the money. But, I mean, that would be an additional, you know, third that they could save by getting rid of the dude. And he'll still be semi-young. I think he's like 28 or 29 by then. That's a, I think they would cut him just because I think that Cooper Cup is, I mean, that dude. He's he's Jared Goff's dude. So that's why I think that. But that's there is no hard-hitting an, uh, analysts 
an analysis. Goodness gracious, how can I not speak? Hard hitting analysis for that that call, but yeah. And listen, I hear you. Robert Woods is my dude too. But I think I think that nine million, I think they would definitely much rather sign someone like Jalen Ramsey and just get rid of him and just hope Van Jefferson plays out or take another one in 21 and just keep throwing darts and hoping that they can get another one to stick. Yeah, this one right here, I think it's 75% gone. I know uh, I'm a big Cooper Cup fan, but I think the the real big Cooper Cup fan is Jared Goff. So uh, definitely a situation to monitor because, again, Cup will be a free agent and Bob Woods is a $9 million cap savings. So someone has to go more than likely, in my opinion. The big winner there, and we'll recap some winners at the end, would be uh, Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson. So if you're looking to get some cheap Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson, now would be a damn good time. Might not get a whole lot of use out of them in 2020, but 2021 could uh, take you to the pay window. All right, number three, Jerry, uh, a guy you're pretty familiar with, Le'Veon Bell. Michigan State, Spartan dog. Now, he's got one of those weird reverse cap numbers in 2020. I think his actual salary is $15 million, but he counts $18 million against the cap. So they would basically have to lose an additional $3 million by cutting him this year. He's obviously going to be there. But in 2021 and 2022, they owe him $28.5 million, $6 million in dead cap. So they would save $22.5 million overall and... In 2021 alone, his cap number is 13 and a half. Dead is four. Total savings, $9.5 million for a team with $5.28 million. Jerry, left bell? Gone. He gone. That's easy money. $9 million for a running back that they didn't want there. I, I, come on. I mean, tell me that's wrong. I, I, there's no way you're going to disagree with that one, Randy. It's. I mean... He, it's not a successful offense. They're not going to be successful. He, they don't want him there, and they can save nine million going forward. Come on, Randy. That he's he's so gone. I, and and maybe this is another one of those situations where he's out of the league. I think that's a different question to ask. I think that's a closer question that can be debated. If this does happen and Le'Veon Bell gets cut, which I think is a damn near certainty, what are the chances that he still plays going forward? I, I truly believe out of everybody we covered besides Jimmy Graham so far, I believe that 2020 is about a 95% certainty Lev Bell's last year in the NFL. He's always been kind of a pain in the ass where he, he had suspensions for various whatever. Now, I know smoking weed's now not a problem, but I mean, he's an older guy. He's not, you know, he's not been what he was since he was a, was a stealer. I mean, there's a ton, I mean, a ton of good free agent running backs that you can get cheaper and that are less of a headache. And I'm talking Marlon Mack. I'm talking James Conner. I'm talking Tariq Cohen. Uh, I don't know that Alvin Kamara or Cook or Mixon, or, but Kareem Hunt will be a free agent. There's going to be so many other free agents. This free agent market for running backs in 2021 is going to be so congested. Then we have another good class of rookie running backs hitting the NFL, whether it's Travis Etienne or Najee Harris or, you know, Chuba Hubbard, there's just going to be less and less jobs. We saw it this year with the quarterback position. There's a reason Andy Dalton's holding the clipboard and a reason that Jameis Winston's holding the clipboard and Cam doesn't have a job. We've reached a point with the college players coming into the NFL. There's only so many jobs and you got a pain in the butt. You think you're worth more than you really are. 
I, I really think this is his last year in the league, uh, barring something crazy. If we look back a year from now, we're looking at June of 2021, and Lev Bell is on the outside looking in kind of like a, a Devonta Freeman. Are you going to be stunned? I'm not. I I don't know how you could be. I really I, that's what that's why I brought it up because it's. I think it. I, I I don't think I can disagree with you. I think this is probably the end of Le'Veon Bell. That being said, now I'm gonna sidetrack us a little bit. What are we doing with him? Now, I mean, obviously, sell if we if we think this. But what are what are we talking? Are we gonna? I, are you gonna short sell him a little bit? What one oh nine one ten sold. Gone. One eleven. One eleven. Just give. Two oh one. On the clock. Okay. So right around there. Okay. Maybe. I mean, here's the thing. Everybody needs running backs, especially in season. It's such a volatile position. And especially names. Don't let that be understated. Yeah. People love names. You know, Jerry. You ever been to a TJ Maxx? (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately. You, You always find brand name stuff, but it always looks like hell. And, and it's 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 like it's got like a Nike swoosh or a Gucci or whatever kind of logo on it, but really you know no one else ever wanted this thing, and that's how it wound up at a TJ Maxx in the first place. That's Le'Veon Bell. He he he's a brand name that's that doesn't look good anymore. Uh, maybe you can find a TJ Maxx customer to take him off. You know what? Just you know, start finding some of those positive tweets. I I see people semi regularly saying, "Oh, it's going to be a good year for Le'Veon Bell and no competition." Whatever, dude. Hey, I'll give you Le'Veon Bell in my 2021 third for your 2021 first. So let's just, let's just do it. You're a contender. I'm not. I'm and, I, and I think you can get that more often than not. Uh, I am taking that deal and running. Now, Jerry, these next two names are going to curl your hair a little bit. Now, it can't curl mine. I got the whole Jason Statham thing going on. But uh, what would I tell you if I told you my number two guy is Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, you better tell me the damn reasons that you're saying Odell Beckham Jr. Well, let's just let's just start from a statistical standpoint. The guy's not been a QB, I mean, excuse me, not been a wide receiver one since 2016. He's going into his age 28 season. He turns 28 in November. Now this year, he's going to be a brownie. He's going to be out there in brown and orange. He's going to be out there wearing goat shoes and wearing 1.5 million dollar watches and all the other really cool, neat tricks that Odell Beckham does. But after this year, in 2021 through 2023, he is owed an average of $15.5 million a year with zero dead cap money for cutting him. So they can save about $15.5 million. Now, this is a team that has to re-sign Miles Garrett at some point, a potential extension for Baker, as well as, you know, this is what happens when all those uh, good draft picks come in because the Browns have done a very good job with their draft over the last handful of years. And let's be honest, Jarvis Landry over the, the, the last couple of years has outproduced Odell Beckham Jr. So am, am I crazy? Do, do you think a team with 40, I mean, yeah, we'll call it 39, $40 million in cap room in 2021, would you be stunned if Odell Beckham has another, let's call it 900 yards receiving this year? Are you going to pay a guy $15 million to get you 900 yards and say six touchdowns? The people cannot see me shaking my head no, like I have been doing this whole time. You talk because absolutely not am I paying that man $15 million. Now, here's the only thing that makes me think maybe otherwise. Odell Beckham puts people in the seats. And if you get rid of Odell Beckham, I mean, Jarvis Landry is good. He is a good player, but he's not sizzle. 
He's not sizzle. Now, Baker's got some of it, but Nick Chubb's quiet. Nick Chubb's a dude that just. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off right there. This, right. The, 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 this is a team that even in their most putrid years have never had a problem selling tickets. Now, he might sell jerseys. You might sell jerseys, but let me let me give you let me hit you with some names that you can probably get for less money in a weird off season with a good free agents. Would you rather have Odell Beckham Jr. or Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. Odell Beckham Jr. or Juju Smith Schuster? A hundred percent Juju. I love uh, Juju. Okay. What what if you could get Chris Godwin or Odell Beckham Jr.? Come on. Will Fuller. I'll make it a little bit tougher. Will Fuller. All right. No, I'd rather have OBJ. T.Y. Hilton or OBJ? Got to be OBJ. Keenan Allen or OBJ? Ah, see, I think there, there's your sweet spot. How about this one? I, how about this one? Uh, Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean, I mean, Cooper Cup's got that that recent production. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I get, I hear what you're saying. And, and how much are those guys going to cost? Not no damn fifteen million dollars. No, I mean, if, if I could have, let, let's say you could get T.Y. for six. You want T.Y. to partner with Jarvis Landry, um, gives you the money to re-sign Miles Garrett, and you can move on down the road. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. I'm just saying that now if Odell Beckham goes out and has a vintage. And, and, sorry to interrupt, but are we really certain that Odell Beckham Jr., in all of his, because he loves being famous, and I don't, I don't blame, I mean, I'm not a person that likes being famous, but if you are, that's you. Why I almost used my bad swear word. I'm going to save it. Why in the heck would you want to be in Cleveland? No offense to my Ohio people. I live in rural, ugly Michigan. But if you're that person, Cleveland is not the spot. There's a reason LeBron James from Ohio, drafted by Cleveland, is the 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 Ohio guy, went to L.A. Because that's my man. That's what he does. That's what OBJ is going to do. He's going to do something like that. No, Randy, that dude's... Listen, enjoy, enjoy him in Cleveland, and I hope he does well for you. But nah, I, I think I think this is the end of him in Cleveland. And I will say this: I will say that if he does get cut, which I think I think it's fifty-fifty, maybe, yeah, may, may, maybe, maybe you know, sixty-six point six repeating versus thirty-three that he gets cut. I think it's more likely than not. But if he does get cut, I don't think he fetches sixteen million dollars on the open market. Absolutely not. Especially if he doesn't produce. So if yeah. if you're an Odell Beckham Jr. owner, I mean, he's still got some cachet, uh, name value. But, I mean, literally, if he does not give you a wide receiver one season in 2020, 2020 that means 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. That means you've been four full seasons without a wide receiver one season. And then going into 2021, He'll be going into his age 29 season. I, I don't doubt the talent, but I hate the offense. I think it's going to be a slow play defense, uh, play action pass. And, you know, you, you, you saw fellow diva Stefan Diggs work, him, work his way out of Minnesota after a year in the Kevin Stefanski offense. I mean, this is a team that's going to have a fullback for the love of God. So, so many variables about Odell Beckham Jr. I still like the talent, but man, if I could, yeah, get, out, if I could get out, I'm getting out. Yeah, if he he would have to have a wide receiver one type season. If that if that does happen, and if we see the Odell Beckham of 2016, then yes, he will stay in Cleveland. I just don't foresee that happening. I I don't the the times of him just 
getting, you know, airmail from Eli is long gone and dead and in the past. And I just, I can't see it. And I'm not banking on it either. And add into the fact that they've put a lot of uh, rookie draft capital into that defense. Dude, next year's wide receiver class is going to be bananas with like Rondell Moore and Jamar Chase and, you know, uh, the, the kid from Bateman, the kid from Minnesota, Devonta uh, Smith from Alabama. This next year's wide receiver class is going to be as good, if not as, you know, better than this 2020 class. So just so many factors working against him. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even really gotten into the dynasty aspect of it. But, Jerry, th- there's one guy with a crazier contract than Odell Beckham that's out there. You ready? Uh, who's number one? Number one, Adam Thielen. Now, he's going to be a Viking in 2020. But in 2021 through 2024... By the way, he'll be 30 in August. Let me let me get that out of the way. So he'll be going into his age 31 season. They owe this man in 2021 through 2024 $59.5 million with a combined dead cap over those four years of $10.8 million for a savings of about $43 million. And in 2021 alone, they owe him 13.5, dead cap of 5.4 they would save $8.1 million, and uh, they've only got $29.5 million in cap room. I think it's uh, all but a certainty that this man's gone, or or huge restructure could be coming. I could see that. I think that was a good little caveat to end there. So let me ask you the lazy question That's it, that as I sit here. What does that do for Justin Jefferson? Is this, is this are, we, are we scooping this man? Is he going to be the benef- benefactor of all this? If he does well this year, I mean, we're going to sneak preview. Uh, We're going to be doing the top 10 rookies that we think are most likely to bust in a future top 10 rankings. Like I said, we're going to do these ranking shows for the next couple of weeks. We'll do four or five more. Uh, They're a lot of fun, and it's not the typical stuff that you're getting into. We'll get into that in just a minute. But I tell you who I'm looking at, and I'm going to start rattling off some of these names. I'm looking at some cheap Ola B.C. Johnson, a.k.a. B.C. Johnson, going into his year two. I mean, this is a team that if the NFL has to have the teams take a $30 million salary cap cut, that puts the, the Vikings right at zero. That $30 million would wipe out all the money they're under the 2021 cap, and you're going to save $9 million cutting a 31-year-old wide receiver? Um, again, some of these guys, and all these guys, I guess, technically could restructure. I just think a lot of teams are going to be like, look, look at this free agent class. Look at this rookie class. Look at the money we can save. You're gone. You're gone. And you're gone. And I think Adam Thielen is either going to take a major contract revision or he's going to find his uh, his work elsewhere, Jerry. I think that's fair. Because listen, I mean, do you know what kind of production Adam Thielen had last year? Now, granted, he missed six games. And he scored six touchdowns, which is the only reason he was even remotely relevant. Against the Giants, he had a 130-yard, two-touchdown game. He never got over 80 yards, but that one time. He got over 60 yards twice. And he played 10 games. And he'll be, what, 31? 30, 31 going into 2021? Randy. Yeah, he'll be 31. He'll be 31 uh, this time. Uh, man, he's about 14 months from now. He'll be 31. Kirk can like him all he wants. But when the money talks, the bullshit walks. 
There it was. He got, he got, and don't, and I will not to take a cheap shot at Thielen. You traded for Thielen in a, in a, re, in a championship run you're making. I mean, if you're a contender with these guys, we're not telling you to run out and sell. But, Jerry, what's one thing we always talk about here? It's knowing where your roster is, knowing where you're at. And if you're not a, a legitimate contender in 2020, these are the kind of guys that, you need to be looking at, hey, man, how can I – they still got enough name sizzle that I can get a nice return. You know, if 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 you had Odell Beckham and you offered a guy Odell Beckham and maybe like a 20, 21 third, and you asked back for Jalen Rager and a 20, 21 first, you might get that. You might. You, you, might, you may have to bump that third up to a second, but I think it's a conversation and, I'd, be, I'd be willing and, to explore. And I think if you do bump it to the second, I think the person is definitely going to be willing to pull the trigger on that. I've I've been sending those sorts of trades with Odell Beckham in the the few shares that I have left that are almost identical to exactly what you just said. I'm 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 moving. So let's say I have all my normal 2021 picks. My one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Okay, fine. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this deal with an upstart rookie and a great offense that we obviously like. Spoiler alert, we're going to cover them in the three-team parlay this week. But in an offense that we really like, with a head coach that we like, with a quarterback that we like, with very little competition, which we like, and I'm going to move off a guy who's going to be 28 in season and the next year 29 in season, and I get a future first in another draft class that I think is loaded, uh, I'm gone. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to make that happen, Jerry. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. So listen, I, I hope that you guys are liking these top tens. Uh, based on the the number of downloads and the comments we got, you you guys do. So next week we are going to cover the top ten free agents in the twenty twenty one class. And you might be saying maybe you're new to Dynasty, and if you are, thank you. You know we mentioned earlier we've been doing this a hundred Wednesdays in a row. And for those of you that have been with us on the entire one hundred show jersey uh, journey. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And those of you that are tuning in for the first time, thank you as well. But, I mean, I, that's how I play Dynasty, Jerry. That's how you're supposed to play. You're supposed to be looking a year or two down the road. 2020 is done. The, the roster's built. You know, you'll make a tweak trade here or there. Or, you know, you'll try to pick up an extra share of this rookie. Or, you know, maybe you're trying to buy low on a guy. But for the most part, your 2020 rosters are baked. This is the time where the NFL gives you a dead season to start looking at 2021. And if you are not planning ahead, you are going to fall behind. This is why me sitting here and just stealing all the information that we absorb is so beneficial for me. Because here we are sitting thinking and talking abstractly about, you know, cap hits of 30 to 80 million down the road and guys that are still under contract but are likely to get cut. So you can still sell. You, you always say, put your put your salesman cap on. It's so easy for all of them because they're under contract. Yeah. And, and and the the seasoned veteran, you know, they, they, they might look at it and tell you to piss off. It happens. But if you try enough to multiple people, it will benefit you. You know, if, if I look at it this way, June... And into July, just before training camp, gives you a chance to start looking 
you know, one to two years out on your roster. Hey, what does my draft capital look like? What does my team look like? How are they going to be impacted? Because if you're not doing that, I'll be honest with you guys, you're not playing dynasty. You're playing uh, aggressive redraft is, is what you're doing. And when you get caught up and make moves in the moment, you're bored. And I'll be honest, I, I, I like looking ahead. I like talking numbers. I like looking at salaries. And I like having a unique dynasty show, Jerry. I was listening to another dynasty show, and I'm, I'm not talking smack, but I, I've got to talk some smack. So I, I, I tuned in this week. And they, this is June, Jerry. I was shooketh. Shooketh to my core, That's, Jerry. Okay, two shookets is too much shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I'm fired up. I, I love some of my, my, my fellow Dynasty podcast hosts out there. Jerry, it's June, and we're talking late-round rookie guys that were liked. And like the first person said, Lynn Bowden Jr., Jerry, I, reach, I, I have wireless headphones. I, I have the means, so they're, they're nice. But I reach into my pocket. I pull out my phone, I hit pause, I go into my podcast queue, I deleted it immediately, like on the spot, I was just like, stoink, and I went on to listening to Monday's episode of uh, Talking Sopranos, because I didn't have time to listen to it actually on Monday, I was like, I can't do it, we, we should, we, I, I like looking at things differently than things we've already covered at nauseum. so um, that's what Jerry and I are doing, man. We're, we're doing team breakdowns. We're going to give you some fun lists. Like I said, next week, dude, Jerry, this 2021, uh, upcoming free agent draft class is bananas. I told you off the air before we hit record tonight that this class is stacked, packed and jacked. Yeah. And, and no and money just, to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no. And listen to go full circle. The reason people are still talking about late round rookies in the middle of june is because they don't have shows that go for a hundred straight weeks so they haven't talked about every damn thing imaginable hey. on the planet in dynasty and listen all of our listeners they knew about the smallest uh, where james robinson went to a d2 or a d3 school and they knew about him three and a half months ago they they could have already written a dissertation on Lyndon bowden a week ago if we asked him to that's why i love y'all that's why that's why i love this show that's why i love you guys because Listen, we don't have to do that because you guys could have already told everybody else that two months ago. Well, so, so let's wrap this up on a positive note. Let, let, let's take this home uh, on a spin. So we, we mentioned all these guys, uh, a handful of guys that I'm quietly kicking tires on because not only do I think there might be a little sizzle in 2020, but these are guys that with a good 2020 could make a big step forward. And a lot of these guys can go on your taxi squad because they're most taxi squads are two year two year eligibility i'm looking at bc johnson i tweeted about him the other day i'm looking at lamichael pirine if uh left bell were to get hurt suspended or just be left bell he is the current backup in the new york jets uh team uh jj arthago whiteside you know uh, of course if anyone has a down year of course they were playing through injury wink nod wink nod uh-huh i was hurt but you don't know what the, what the kid has. You know, not every wide receiver pops as a rookie. I mean, they can't all be DK Metcalf or Terry McLaren. So if you can get some cheap J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and throw him on your taxi squad, if he hits, great. If not, you cut him next year. No big deal. Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson. Now, Reynolds wouldn't go on your taxi, but Van Jefferson can. You can stash him down there, see what he has. Uh, you can actually stash him for two years. Same with Foster Moreau. He's going into year two. And then uh, Brian Edwards, now he might be harder to get, but I didn't mention him as one of our top 10, but Terrell Williams, he is owed $11 million in 2021, and he has a zero dead cap number. <laughs> Oakland ain't paying that man 
11 million dollars next year they'll keep him around this year because of his cap number and he can be a good veteran mentor to the new guys like rugs like edwards uh, and just a good elder statesman for those dudes but um there you go jerry there, there there's just some positivity on the way out man and let me build on the brian edwards talk how you said he's hard to get a hold of listen he's hard to get a hold of now because the hype is about brian edwards now but there's a chance that he's not this wide receiver one that everybody thinks he is. That doesn't mean you should give up on uh, on guys like that. Like old BC Johnson, old BC Johnson came out. I liked him coming out too. You know, he, he didn't pop or anything his rookie year. And so he's cheap now. It, it don't give up on Brian Edwards just because he's not. Cause here's the thing. There's a difference between Corey Davis uh, taking him at one Oh two and Brian Edwards, where you got him. Where, where you can, you know, not give up on a guy because he's not going to be extremely expensive. So I liked all the, all your names. I just wanted to point that about Brian Edwards because everybody is so certain that every rookie is going to be the, you know, the, the gift to fantasy football. And it's not necessarily the case. That doesn't mean that they're chopped liver. So don't do that. No, man, because some of those names I just mentioned, I'll just keep going back to B.C. Johnson because it's a fun name to say. B.C. B.C. Yo, B.C., new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that's right. Um, but B.C. Johnson, that's the kind of guy where if you get him now and Thielen has another issue with his hamstring or his ankle or you know whatever injury, you know, for a guy who's been pretty durable, by the way, and Adam Thielen, but if B.C. flashes at all and has a good year and then they bring in no competition and this is a team that runs a ton – of two wide receiver sets, and it's B.C. Johnson and Justin Jefferson, man, his value just went up exponentially. And, might... and maybe and maybe he's better than Justin Jefferson, to, to go back to what I just said. Not everybody, just because he got drafted sooner and he went faster in your or before in your rookie drafts, doesn't mean he's guaranteed to be the better asset. He could just mesh with Kirk Cousins or the offense better. It doesn't matter. The, scouting a prospect is one thing but how they fit into a system is a completely new war game. Hey, and there's uh, a real chance that this could happen, and you'll be sitting there with your Justin Jefferson at 106 share, and you'll be really salty when Ola B.C. Johnson's doing better. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's not impossible, and that's the thing. Hey, a, a guy named Jerry told me last year that I needed to invest heavily in a young man named Darius Slayton. I think he was a fifth or a sixth rounder out of Auburn. And if I told you this time last year, that going into the 2020 season that Darius Slayton was going to be the most valuable member of the New York Giants passing game, you would have said I was full of shit or smoking crack. And I may be full of shit and maybe I am smoking crack, but you know what? Jerry Sinclair would have been right because last year he said that Darius Slayton was a guy to keep your eye on and a guy to stash. And if you did that, you got him for next to nothing, and I don't think it would be a stretch to get a first-round pick right now for Darius Slayton. So those are the kind of moves we're talking about. Is there some luck involved? Sure there is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, and that's, that's the other thing. that That is involved in this. This is not a science. I, there is no testable, provable outcome. There is just, you know, learning from your mistakes. I think that's the one thing. And that's uh, like I talked about my my Michael Thomas for Corey Coleman trade earlier. You just have to learn from the mistakes. You, sometimes you build around running backs. It doesn't work out. So then you switch to wide receivers. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you made a bad trade. Maybe you, you know, all sorts of things. Just grow. 
That, that's why we sit here. We say we want to make the world a better place. We just want you to grow. We want and we're growing too. At every single time we sit here and I look at your fan, and you say you got a Jason Statham look, you do. But Randy is a bad looking mother, my man. I mean, he's he's got the sleeve going. He's got I, I don't who's who's on your bicep right here. I, it's it's like the Hulk or something. No, what's the Daredevil? What are you talking oh, okay. about? I, Man, listen, I don't watch four. I don't watch I don't watch comic book movie shows. You're but. you're off the team. <laughs> but but no, I, I thank you for those compliments. But man, th- this is it. This is why Jerry and I do the podcast. It, it's it's really to be forward thinking, to try to bring something to the dynasty podcast market that's not out there. Uh, I've got a very special project that I would like to get our first YouTube video launch this week but it's not just going to be jerry and i on tv or on youtube flapping our gums it's going to be a whole new segment uh we'll eventually get the show uh in video form on youtube to where if you're wanting to listen to the podcast but there's going to be a whole new segment uh there'll be 10 minute clips i'm, I'm working on some equipment and i'm working on uh making them good uh, this this podcast I, at least i think has gotten better over the the two years jerry and i have been doing it and the goal is to make Everything as good as possible. I'm not a professional audio tech. I'm not a professional video tech. But I think the content's very good. Uh, I'll put it up against anybody's. And we're going to continue to grow this thing. So thank you for tuning in. Jerry, you got anything else? I'm a professional nothing. So your back has got to hurt from just carrying this bad boy around oh, all day. So, so it wasn't like that kind of a conversation. But I spoke to your wife. And I told her, I said, I've been carrying Jerry for this long that when he dies, I would like to be able to be one of his pallbearers so I can finish the job. I've carried him this far. I'm going to get one last carry in, Jerry. Love it. Perfect. All right, right, man. Well, listen, on behalf of that guy, Jerry, I am Memphis, and here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just looking to make the place a better world for fantasy football. Remember, go out and vote. Voting in November, very important. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy. Which one do you like? You put it in the cart. You add the ring to the cart. You add the promo code DWZ ring. Makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring. And let's have a big season. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name's Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat 
tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. If you're good at something, never do it for free.